Oh my god, I'm heartily sorry, for I have offended the productions in association with MediaGauntlet.com presents Views from the Long Box for July 10th, 2007, Episode 4. One shall stand, one shall fall. What have you done? Nothing. Nothing except read comic books. You also lose our jobs on account of comic books. You keep me awake every night with your bad dreams on account of comic books. You got the touch. You got the power. Jesus on fire, riding a pogo stick straight to hell. God. Man, New Avengers Transformers sucked. Oh, God. You know, the art wasn't all that bad, but my God in heaven, I have not read a comic that bad since... God, I almost got to go back to Youngblood number one. Uh, and I only paid 50 cents for that. I paid two ninety nine for... New Avengers Transformers. Oh, God, I haven't felt this ripped off since... Well, no, I've never felt this ripped off. I mean, I, I can't even... I can't even come up with a great little comparison that might be amusing to some people. Oh, oh God. <sighs> anyway, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Views from the Long Box. I am your host, Michael Bailey, here to waste about 20 to 30 minutes of your time discussing the four-colored world of comic books, and as you can guess from my little intro babble there, I really hated New Avengers Transformers. Which is sad, because I I bought it specifically for this uh, to review for this episode, because this is my big uh, Transformers episode. I, I was planning on doing this, uh, I, I didn't realize that I was actually going to record this episode and have this as be the subject of this week until a couple days ago when I was on my lunch break talking to my friend Marrow. That's not his real name. It's how he wants to be referred to on this show because apparently he's got a rep to protect or something. And I, and I keep telling him, Marrow, you're only 27. You don't have a rep yet. But apparently he does. So I don't think he's 27. I think he's older than that. Anyways, so we had made plans uh, for tomorrow, actually. Tomorrow, my time. Uh, not tomorrow, your time. Uh, to go see the Michael Bay-directed Transformers. It'll be his second time seeing it. It'll be me and uh, Rachel's first, and I'm really looking forward to it. Got me all jazzed about Transformers. So here's a Transformers-themed episode. Don't quite want to call it a special episode, because... It really isn't. I mean, yeah, it's all about Transformers, but, you know, the way I've broken it up, it's pretty much a standard episode. So, uh, what do we got this week? We've got me rambling about the 
old school animated series of Transformers. We got me talking about some Transformers comics. In the second part of the show, I go into the movie. Start talking about a little bit of music from the film, both the score and the hard-rocking soundtrack. And then we have your favorite feature, if I had a poll, uh, and you people actually responded. uh, The Quick and Dirty Reviews and the podcast slash videocast slash blog slash website of the week so let's get right to it i have summoned you here for a purpose i was eight years old when transformers hit in i believe 1984 and if if ever there were moons aligning in being a certain age at a certain time being anywhere from 14 to 5 in 1984, you were going to like the Transformers. You were going to at least watch the Transformers. You may not have owned the toys. You may not have read the comic books. But you watched the show. Unless, of course, you were one of those weird kids that had like the overly oppressive religious parents that didn't let you watch TV at all. And you'd be on the you'd, you'd be on the the playground, and you'd be talking about Transformers, and they go, "Well, I'm not allowed to watch TV." And suddenly, it was like they were speaking another language entirely. You couldn't relate to them anymore. Some of you may have beaten them up. I didn't. I was the BT, not the Btor. So, but man, I watched me some Transformers. You know, I I think it was a weekend when the the first miniseries appeared. And that's how shows really happened. I don't remember a big build-up to Transformers. I just remember there was the time before Transformers when I watched G.I. Joe. And then there was the time when I, uh, after Transformers when I watched Transformers and G.I. Joe. And it was a really good time for a show like that to come because G.I. Joe had been around for about a year or so. He-Man had been around a year. It was time for something big to come along. And Transformers fit that bill. And man, the you know, we can look nostalgically at this all we want, but the thing that I always come back to with things like Transformers and G.I. Joe and He-Man is that there were men, in, men and women, there were women too, I'm sure, not going to be labeled sexist. God knows I don't want to get those bloggers upset. Anyways, there were men and women in suits who were developing these concepts with the most mercenary attitude possible. And you know what? I have absolutely no problem with that. I can look back on my childhood and feel great about the things I was into knowing that I was being preyed upon by money-grubbing you know, toy executives. And really, there, there was really no, there was really no harm in it. What was wrong with having a really awesome cartoon and a comic book both promoting a toy line? I mean, that's the trifecta. You pull that off, you were, you were it, and not many things did. Transformers was one of the few. I didn't really read the comic book. I mainly watched the show. 
I liked the show. Watched it every day. Could not, for the life of me, sit here and tell you right now where I was when I watched certain episodes. Because they all just kind of, in my head, they all the memories just all kind of gel together. I mean, I, I, I kind of can when I watch my DVDs. But, I mean, it was an everyday thing. It, it didn't matter how many times I had seen that episode. I'd watch it again. I didn't care. I mean, it, 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 you know, it, was, it was that dear to me as a child. Loved the show. Loved Optimus. Loved Megatron. Didn't really have the toys. I mean, the the way I remember it is that they were, it was almost like they were too expensive, and I don't remember how much they were. But if if I am, if if my memory isn't faulty, you know, getting faulty on me here, Transformers were a little more expensive than you know GI Joe and He Man and and the Superpowers toys were. So it it doesn't surprise me that as expensive as the the toys were in relation to to other toys of the era that I, that I really didn't get them. I was the youngest of four. My family wasn't dirt poor, but you know, when you, when you have four kids, it's a lot of money to be spending on food and and and, and clothing and such. So extravagances like, you know, buying the really badass diecast metal Optimus Prime was was probably not on my parents, you know, high list of priorities. But I, I remember those toys were everywhere. There was a, a place in Mountaintop called Triangle Pharmacy, that where I bought a, a lot of my first comic books actually. Um, that had a, a basement section, and when you, I remember going down the steps, circa 1984, 1985, and see they they sold Transformers at the drugstore. This is how popular these toys were. I don't remember Star Wars at the drugstore. I remember Secret Wars at the drugstore. It's a weird time when drugstores actually carried decent action figures instead of now when you go in and they're carrying action figures that were really popular in 2000. Um, but they were everywhere. Toys were everywhere. So was the comic. I, I did say that I wasn't really into the comic book, but that doesn't mean that I didn't read it. You know, it, it, It's like the old Wayne's World gag about Frampton Comes Alive. You were issued a copy of Transformers number one. I, I don't know when it was, but I'm sure one day uh, at Fairview Elementary, we we walked into the auditorium to have some kind of assembly and on our way out the teachers were sitting there kind of, you, know, you know, numb to the world handing out copies of Transformers number one. Had an awesome cover. Still does. And it's really amazing to look at that issue today because it is so packed with exposition and story. I read it uh, a couple weeks ago and kind of thinking that I wanted to do this episode. Sat down and read the first issue of Transformers. It took me like 25 minutes. You know, most comics I read today take me about five minutes. And I'm not trying to sit here and say, comics were better when I was younger because every era has its ups and downs. But you just don't really get that amount of information in one book anymore. I mean, you know, not all comic books today suck. Yeah, okay, New Avengers Transformers sucked, and I want you to remember that. I want you to remember me telling you that. I am warning you here.
If you go into the comic shop within the next few weeks and you see that first issue of New Avengers Transformers on the stands, and you see that really neat cover with Optimus Prime and Captain America, and you're thinking, "Wow, that's something I want to. Uh, that's something I want to read." And, and and when you read, reach out to take it off the shelf. I want you to remember this podcast when I tell you it sucks. Don't buy it. It's a waste of your money. Anyways, while I wasn't a big fan of the comic books, my best friend at the time was. His name was Brian. And he was really the only kid I really hung out with. I mean, I kind of hung out with the neighbor kid Micah and and his little sister Morgan. But that's because they were next door. It was convenience. Brian lived down the street. And the one thing that sticks with me about Brian is that he loved the Transformers. He had I don't he didn't have all of the toys, but he had a lot of them. It was it was at his house that I got to see them actually. It's it's where I got to play with tr- with Optimus. It's where I got to play with uh, Soundwave and Perceptor, who was one of the coolest Transformers because it was an actual working microscope. I mean, it wasn't like a you know a high tech you know electron microscope but when you're a kid you know just just about any crappy microscope will do for you know uh, you know 15 to 20 minutes worth of entertainment it was through brian that i that i got to read the rest of the mini series because i'd only had the first issue and brian also gave me uh one of the first 20 or so books that i ever owned uh, his family was going on a camping trip and he gave me a copy of Transformers number 8. Uh, I think he actually had his dad buy him an extra copy to give to me. And of course, you know, comics were like 65 cents at that time, so that wasn't probably a hard sell on his part. But it, it was that issue that introduced the Dinobots. I loved that issue. I loved issue 7, which I got uh, sometime later. But, uh, but it was through Brian that I got to read all the books and kind of notice the differences between the TV series and the, and the, and the comic. Transformers comics are also uh, important as they were responsible for me not becoming a Superman reader as soon as I could have. In the summer of 1986, I was in a farmer's market with my dad and I uh, was looking at the comic rack and uh, one of the books was a Superman comic. I picked it up, I flipped through it, and I said, eh, they're just retelling the origin. <laughs> what, what, what possible importance could this have to anything? So I put down Man of Steel number one, and I picked up Transformers number 21 instead. Because it had the aerial bots. And I knew who the aerial bots were. And for some reason at that time, that was important. Wow. You know, when I think about it, I'm going to use a little bit of profanity here. That's going to probably be the only bit in this episode. So, But wow, you know, you know, in a, in a weird way, uh, the Transformers kind of cock-blocked me as far as, you know, letting me get into Superman. I don't think it was their fault. I don't think they re- realized they were doing it. Huh. Maybe they did. Damn Transformers. Sarcasm not appreciated. Wow, it seems like I've kind of upset Omega Supreme there. Sorry, Omega. Sorry about what happened to you. Get over it. 86 was kind of an important year for the Transformers, because that's when the animated Transformers of the movie, Beyond Good, Beyond Evil, Beyond Your Wildest Imaginations, hit the theaters, and I didn't get to see it. 
one of those things that I really wanted to see in the theater that just it just didn't happen. Uh, when 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 Transformers came out, when Transformers the movies came out, rather, uh, my family had moved from Mountaintop to a little suburb called West Coastville, just outside of Allentown, Pennsylvania. And I, I remember we had just moved in, and like a week or two later, we were going to Ocean City, Maryland. And as we were going out of town, I saw on the Trexler Town Theater Transformers the movie, and I, you know got up behind my dad who's driving i said dad can we go see that when we get back he's like yeah we can go we can see that when we get back he was in a good mood that day drove back a week later and the damn thing was out of the theater though as if to laugh at me and mock me in my pain that night when i was uh sitting in my sister mary's room watching night flight Uh, i believe the show was called they showed the video from the touch and it's kind of and it's kind of interesting because as much as I liked that film when I finally got around to seeing it as much as I still like that movie the thing that really sticks with me besides the uh, awesome end run of Optimus Prime where he transforms and barrels into all the Decepticons and him and Megatron have it out for the seemingly the last time uh, it, it is the music from that movie that sticks with me. And I'm, and I'm not just talking about the score, though I love the score. Vince DiCola did an amazing score for that film. I, I've had a chance to listen to it, and it's you were listening to it a little while ago, as a matter of fact. If you were paying attention. But, but, I, but I still like that movie. I bought the, I bought the soundtrack. And I'm not talking the score again. I'm talking the soundtrack, the hard-rocking soundtrack to Transformers the movie uh, when I was uh, just got out of high school. For some reason, I don't know if they were re-releasing it or whatever, but this little record store near the comic shop I was uh, putting all my business at at the time had it. And I listened to that tape over and over again. Over and over again. And it's and I love listening to it today because Transformers the movie, the soundtrack, has like every cheese metal trope that you can imagine. Every, especially how the songs begin. I mean, okay, take the theme song to Transformers the movie by White Lion. I mean, this intro... I mean, that's like your quintessential we're not going to take it by Twisted Sister opening. And then you had the touch, which had that cheesy synth opening. You got the touch. You got the power. I mean, God, that's like that's like Van Halen and Triumph and John Parr all got really tanked on Jose Cuervo one night, and the result of which was Stan Bush. Uh, it even had kind of a, a, a dark metal song, or as, as dark as metal got in 1986. 
Ah, hunger. Want it so bad I can taste it. Makes me mad to see it wasted. It's burning me. Pure poetry. Uh, every time I hear it, I shed a little tear. And my soul dies a little more. The soundtrack uh, also had your quintessential screaming guitar opening that was so damn popular at the time. That particular song was Dare, which was also by Stan Bush. kind of confused me when I was about 12 because my sister Mary was dating this guy named Nathan who gave me a copy of the Kind of Magic album that Queen put out, which was ostensibly the soundtrack to Highlander. And I, I guess they didn't want to waste the, uh, the, the bit at the end of the tape because right after Who Wants to Live Forever... Uh, the uh, he put dare I, I never quite understood it and for years i was under the impression that dare was in highlander but alas it wasn't a song very much like dare though was in another very popular movie from the 80s and that movie was rocky 4 rocky 4 and transformers the movie have something in common in the scoring prowess of a guy named vince Ticola. Vince Ticola, though I don't know much about his early history, was very much into electronic scores. And uh, don't know if he was so much a pioneer of it, but, you know, listening to the score of Transformers the movie, it was rather good. Very 80s, but rather good. But the thing that gets me about Transformers the movie and Rocky IV is that you can take the song Dare, from Transformers the movie and you can take the song Hearts on Fire from Rocky 4 and you could switch them and I doubt you would really lose anything in the scenes okay 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 here is the intro again and build up to dare And here is the same bit of music from Hearts on Fire. Here's the chorus to Dare. And the chorus to Hearts on Fire. Hearts on fire. 
Then you have the bridge to dare. And the bridge to Terabithia, I mean the bridge to Hearts on Fire. I mean, it's not the same damn song, but it, it's the same damn song. I mean, okay, thematically, they're different. You know, one song is about skateboarding and trying to get into Autobot City before the Decepticon attack really takes hold and feeling really good about yourself and daring to believe that you can survive, while the other one is about the revenge that you're about to take because you weren't smart enough to throw the towel in earlier because you knew Apollo Creed was outclassed by, you know, Victor Drago. You knew it, but you didn't throw in the towel. So now you're in Russia, and you're training, and you had a fight with your wife, and, and, and hearts on fire is the way you feel better about yourself. Uh, so, you know, not the same but the same. I mean, some bright editing prodigy, I'm sure, could take both scenes and switch the songs, and I'm sure it would actually work rather well, oddly enough. Or rather, not oddly enough, because I'm saying that they're... Never mind. Next bit! Dark, excessive, time, liberty. Well, if Omega Supreme was ever right about anything, it would be uh, right about the fact that I am kind of running out of time. So let's get to the quick and dirty reviews, which are going to be really quick this week. Um, like I said before, New Avengers Transformers number one, don't bother. And if you have, uh, the support group will be meeting at St. Anne's Church in Emmaus, Pennsylvania at 6 o'clock on Thursday. Uh, this week I also read for this episode Transformers Spotlight Galvatron, which was a really solid read written by Simon Furman and art by Guido Guidi. I was actually surprised and not surprised that I keep coming back to these movie characters. The last spotlight that I bought was Hot Rod. And uh, it had a really solid story. You know, Simon Furman, to me, writes the best Transformers stories of the ones that I have read. Uh, Galvatron is apparently the herald to some great evil, possibly Galactus, you never know, and is more interesting uh, here than as kind of the new version of Megatron. Uh, 
I won't give away what he did at the end of the issue, but I don't really know much about the continuity, but wouldn't it be interesting if Galvatron was the herald of Unicron? Just thinking. And then there was Transformers Megatron Origin Number 1, written by Eric Holmes, with art by Alex Milne. And I'm going to tell you, it's Alex's art that really kills this book. Uh, there's like 50 robots on a page. The coloring is crap. And I can't. And I couldn't tell what was going on. And I thought it was just me. I thought it was because I wasn't really up on the new Transformers continuity that, you know, I, I just wouldn't understand what was going on. But my buddy Mero pointed out that no this this book is a piece of crap and mainly it's because they're they're seemingly making uh Megatron not so much you know an a, a, an evil dictator but kind of like a blue collar guy who was about to get laid off from his job and gets caught up in you know some kind of workers strike and violent uh, first issue wasn't all that good I may give the second issue a, a chance, but more and more these days, I am willing to drop a book uh, if I'm really not enjoying it. Which brings us to the blog slash podcast slash videocast slash site of the week. This week, I uh, have to have my friend Damien to thank for it. He pointed me to a website called geekweek.net which has six episodes of the videocast, vidcast, video podcast, whatever you want to call it. Um, Geek Week, hosted by Jack, Brian, and Sarah. Uh, I- I'm almost obsessed with this show. It's it's hilarious. They, they have good bits uh, I started actually with the most recent one, episode six, and uh, I mean, you you really have to go to geekweek.net to and watch these. You're gonna have to have QuickTime to watch them on the site. Uh, QuickTime version seven, just for you to know. But if you like comics, if you like anime, if you like cosplay, if you like video games, if you like action figures. These people really talk about it all, and Jack and Brian and Sarah, they all have a really good rapport, they have excellent comic timing, they have great bits, there's something to do with Josh Whedon that has to be seen to be believed, it's freaking hilarious. So, geekweek.net, take a look at it. And that does it for this week's Views from the Long Box. Uh... As always, I invite slash implore you to check out the blog at viewsfromthelongbox.blogspot.com. There you can uh, read my now somewhat regular postings. Uh, You can subscribe to the RSS feed. You can uh, find the link to uh, subscribe through iTunes. And if you do that, please write a review. You can uh, check out the really boring MySpace page. Or click on the link to send me an email if you've got something to say at viewsfromthelongbox at gmail.com. We will be back next week on July 17th. Views from the Long Box is presented by Oh My God, I'm Heartily Sorry, for I have offended the productions in association with MediaGauntlet.com. Thanks again, everybody. I'll see you next week.
disrupts my coronation! Coronation, Starscream? This is bad comedy. Megatron, is that you? Here's a hint. 